What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for linking up with us. I am AJ. And I'm Johnny. And it is a new month. So that means we got a new theme. Oh, this new theme, y'all, it gave me the blues. But Janae helped me out because she seen the vision. She seen where I was trying to go. We was getting a little groove with this one. It's return of the set. <laughs> y'all, that's my shit. No, no. Just tell girl <laughs> when you hear the, oh, <laughs> no. That's my shit. Girl, that is my name. Have you ever seen that Cat Williams stand up? And uh, what song is it? Be like hustling, hustling. Like that's my shit. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's that's how I feel when I hear it turn to the mat. Oh that my is my like he is eating. Mark Morrison is eating off that song. Yeah, you know how many people done made covers and revamps and reboots of that. Burger song? King has a whole fucking remix to this song. Man, Burger King. Chris Brown and G-Eazy just uh, redid the song. And I think Mark Morrison, yeah, Mark Morrison is in it, like featured in it. Well, obviously it's his sample, oh, yeah. but like he has new vocals on that song. Like, I know he got one other song. That's all I know. Like, I love it. I love that for him. Eating off one, one hit wonder, doing it right. That's how you do that shit. But anyway, back to the main subject, y'all. Our new theme for February is Return of the Sacked. And every movie this month involves someone that comes back from the dead. And you know, um, results may vary. Because what the fuck? Can you imagine? Like, I don't even want to talk about that now. Because that's just some wild ass shit. If somebody I know for a fact is not with us, dearly departed, walks through that door. Oh, baby, no. Nah, that ain't going to work. We got issues. Because I don't do zombies. See me? I'll be first, I'll be trying to figure out if they're really not because you know me yeah and like you would just there, really have an out-of-body experience and i'll be and sitting there just like, trying to figure um, out like why are you here are you really What's, or are you not right mm, mm. am i am i am i am i turning into a superhero are my powers kicking in can i really see y'all now or i have graduated <laughs> from being gray figures and now i can actually see y'all no <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's just too much for me. I mean, you know me, I be partaking in the clouds a lot. That's just, that's a lot. So yeah, not all of our movies obviously are zombies. Like basically we just saying, if you coming back from the dead, nigga, that sounds zombie-ish to me. But a lot of these movies that we're discussing these months, mm, they kind of fall in slightly different categories. So if you want to see that full list, make sure you visit any of our socials is posted on them all the links down below but if you're new here what's up we are a weekly horror movie podcast where i introduce my friend john a to horror movies that's me sometimes she like them sometimes she don't you just gotta gotta stay to the end and figure it out but for our first ride of the month okay you know what i think she actually likes this movie because she did see this one so <laughs> you know <laughs> but we're talking about this is one of my favorite childhood movies growing up Tamara from 2005 this movie is currently streaming on tubi and voodoo and i just want to say time wait out hold quick. on time out because when no i have a bone to pick because i didn't know that it was on tubi so normally what happens is i'll go on amazon and i'll say to alexa whatever movie i want to watch and right. it'll say play on tubi right however it didn't I have didn't, it on there it wasn't it there the option so, so i've seen that i finagled 
Like I normally mm-hmm. do. But I was just like, dang. <laughs> no, I have the same bone to pick because usually if you know, you know, Tamra is everywhere. Tamra is always on Netflix. It was on Hulu for a hot ass second. It's always on Tubi. Obviously, it's where we watched it. It's on Voodoo. But Tamra I didn't is one watch of those it on movies. Tubi. I'm so sorry. But no, I seen that because I thought it was on Prime. I was like, oh, I, well, I have the DVD. So I watched it on there. Just yep. Cause. So when I, when I went to go click on uh, other watch options, there were no other watch options. Yeah, none. <laughs> none were there. And I was just like, no. I was like, that's not right. There's no way in hell this is not streaming somewhere. So I just Googled it. And that's when I found out it was streaming in those other places. Absolutely not. Because this movie is highly accessible. So survivors, I'm sorry if you have a tough time finding this one right off top if you haven't seen it already. I was really appalled, but you know what? It's okay because we just gonna take that, ball it up. If you've seen it, you've seen it. If you're looking for it, we just told you where it's at. And with that, we can go right ahead and get into park recommendations. For this week's park recommendation, the first movie, you know what? I cheated a little bit. But I did it on purpose. When I was thinking of this theme, these two movies, I knew for a fact I wanted them in the theme. And obviously you can see the relation, but the first movie is Jennifer's Body from 2009. We're covering that one at the end of the month. I cannot wait to talk about that one. Cause it's just, it's just so good. Okay. The second movie, I really have a soft spot for this one, but it's because my girl Angela Bettis is in it. It's May from 2002, this one. It's a rad, girl. It's a rad. I think you were really like that movie. But survivors, if you have any park recommendation that fits today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. So let's get right to it. <laughs> Listen, look. Okay, so I first saw this movie. I was little. So this came out in 2005. How old was we in six. 2005? I'm on six. Dang, was we like no it came out in 2006 not that we were six i'm like i wasn't no six no it came out in 2005 it's but it's two dates the festival is 2005 and then the theater is the following yeah in 2005 i was in middle school so if this came out in the festivals october 2005 then depending on the date, obviously, well, my birthday was on the first, so it don't matter. So it definitely went on the first, but so at that point I was 13. So I still would have been 13 by the time it actually like came out, out. But anyway, here's the thing. I seen it once again, Comcast on demand, had my back. I was like, what's this movie? And when I was reading the description, I was like, this sounds like Carrie. And you want to know what? Because I love getting on your nerves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, we just going to, you know, go a little out of order today. The writer of this movie, one of his top movies of all time is Carrie. And he said, he was just like, you know what? What if Carrie had to just went the fuck off with the kids? And then he started writing this movie. And I was just like, you can see the influence. You can see I t- that Carrie oh at a range just don't let <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. You just saw this movie for the first time, like recently, right? 
Yes, it was day seven. Ow, shit. I just hurt myself. It was, sorry. Okay. It was day seven of 31 Days of Rise. Underrated horror. Ooh, yes. yes. This one is definitely... It's like, okay. I can see... I, ooh, ooh. Just real quick. This fucking flopped. The budget was 3.5 million. Honey. Oof. It only made two hundred thousand dollars back. Oh wow! Oh, like, and that's not an exact number, but like, that's yeah. really bad. And it was in the theaters for thirteen weeks. That's really bad. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like, so it was directed by Jeremy Haft, written by Jeffrey Reddick, who we talked about before. And I don't know if you remember his name, but he also wrote Final Destination, which. They definitely told us in the trailer. But anyway. <laughs> it's produced by Danny Fisher, Matt Millich, Chris Severnich, Martin Wiley, hella producers, so you already know what that means. That's, that's enough right there. Then music by Michael Subi. Our main cast is Jenna Dewan as Tamara Riley, Matthew Marston as Mr. Bill Natoli. I'm gonna say his name like that, Mr. Natoli. That's how she said the whole movie. They, like, it sounds like, obviously, it sounds like Nutella, but it sounds like sexy Nutella. Like, say it. Natoli. Ew. (laughs) 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 Never mind. (laughs) We got Katie Stewart as Chloe, Claudette Mink as Mrs. Allison Natoli. Okay, I quit, I quit. Chad Foss as Jesse, Brian Clark as Sean, Melissa Elis as Keisha, Mark Devin as Roger, Gil Hackowin, Hakowin, I don't know, as Patrick, and the daddy. I hate the, the daddy. daddy. <laughs> the daddy. His name Chris. Like, oh, that's not his name in a movie, but his name in real life is Chris. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so this movie, it was shot up in Winnipeg but it was set to be in Illinois. I never knew that until I watched this with the commentary and I was getting all my info. I was like, oh, this is supposed to be Illinois. <laughs> I can kind I of see it, but yeah, you know, whatever. But anyway, like I was telling you early, when he, when Jeffrey Reddick wrote the movie and he was like inspired by Carrie, all that shit, blah, 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 blah. He has, I don't know if you remember me telling you in Final Destination, and if he ever listens to it or listens to this, I'm saying this with the most love. I'm not coming down on you, Jeffrey. I'm just saying, because I feel you. This man going to tell you when something wasn't right, okay? It's so much stuff, like, in this movie, in the commentary, that he was like, well, actually, this was supposed to be this way, so I don't know what this is. Mind you, he's doing the commentary with the directors. And Jeffrey... He is a shady one. I will just say that. I'm going to be like, you know, pointing out little things when we discuss it. Because I found some of the things interesting. But one thing we could talk about now is this movie. Even though I am obsessed with this movie, obviously I have some like nostalgic ties to it. Y'all know me. I'm going to admit when shit ain't right. And one thing about this movie. <laughs> Johnny, have I ever here? I don't hold back. I will, I'm going to say if it's something wrong with a movie. But... One thing that this one suffers from is definitely character development. I mean, we get 
I guess the important players, we get the gist of them, but everybody else is just like, at this point, 2000s teen slasher. We don't care about, just kill them already. That's just that. But Jeffrey actually intended for a lot of them to have some filled out stories, but due to the budget, which we just talked about, we see how small that budget was. Mm -hmm. A lot of those scenes got cut. So Chloe, for instance, she was supposed to be a closet lesbian. And I want to know. How was that going to play out? Because apparently, okay, so there's supposed to be like, again, I like Harry, there's supposed to be a shower scene that I think Tamara was going to end up getting like humiliated or like teased, like level one. But she was going to see Chloe checking out some girls and like her and Chloe make eye contact to like, oh, I seen you do that, but I ain't going to say nothing. It was going to be like that. Me... If they was going to do it and it'd be like the obligatory titty shot, I don't need it. I I don't, I'm glad that they didn't do that because it really, really, really felt like Carrie. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But also um, that whole thing would have came back around because there was supposed to be a scene with like Chloe's parents. And I guess like they're really like conservative, like they don't play that shit type parents them finding out that she's closeted, but they're under Tamara's mind control and they're gonna try to kill her, but they ain't have enough money to cast parents. So that got cut, yeah. There was also supposed to be some extra scene with Roger and the scholarship. And there was also supposed to be a scene with Keisha feeling bad for Tamara and Sean, like not whooping her ass, but it was supposed to be hinted that the relationship is toxic, but we seen that, we knew that. So, yeah. That's really all I got. This movie, I was so... Okay, I wasn't surprised. But I was like... The amount of info on this movie is lacking. I just kind of feel like there would have been more. I don't know why. I'm not saying like this is a top notch and people should be writing like analysis on it or whatever. But I just... I was like, damn, this it? No, we didn't get nothing nothing about cast. No, okay. Well, that's mm, that, I guess. So much for my childhood. I'm thinking I'm about to find out some new tea about the movie. No. Right. <laughs> well, Miss Shane, if you ready, we can get into the queue line. I'm a little excited about this one. I'm ready. Let's I'm get out of here. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. So in this movie, and I guess, I know last week we kind of like hit the spoiler alert pretty early because usually we kind of try to keep the Q-Line a little bit spoiler free, but you know, it is what it is. But I think if you've seen the trailer to this movie, you pretty much know what's going to happen. So you know what it is, what it is. but we can just go ahead and press the spoiler button right now. So in the movie, we all know that our girl Tamara, she meets her demise, but that bitch comes back from the dead with a vengeance. And when she comes back, she a hot girl, okay? Nothing left to say, like, period. Period. There are six different kinds of hot girls, according to this quiz. I, I, I believe there's more. But anyway, we're going to find out which one we are. Of course, survivors, you can play along with us. The link is down at the bottom. Let's start. Pick your go-to munchy food. Is it wings, chips, candy, fruit, pizza, mac and cheese, whatever monstrosity I chef up? 
anything I can get my hands on. Um, I don't get the munchies or any pasta dish. Anything I can get my hands on? I'm gonna go with the candy. That's just, that's my fucking weakness. That's my problem. It's hard. My problem is getting rid of snacks all the time because I'm like, Johnny, you don't need X, Y, Z. So then when it comes time for me to want to snack on something because I'm not that hungry to eat a full meal, I ain't mm-hmm. got shit. So it's literally whatever. Let me tell I you something. <laughs> when it comes to me, I'm going to, when it comes to a snack, I'm going to have it. <laughs> I just feel like do not deprive yourself of your snacks. Like you skipping snacks. They well, don't affect nothing. It's more like the types of snacks. And that, that okay, now that's the thing. Yes. That's so a, it was that's so point. that's what I yes. mean by like keeping certain foods out the house. Mm. And then it's like, damn, I ain't got nothing to put my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> so I then I'm just sitting that. there eating shredded cheese out the bag because I'm hungry. Not shredded cheese. You ain't never done it. Just sat in the kitchen. I used to do this all the time. I'll just sit in the kitchen and open up the bag of shredded cheese. I'm gonna tell you what I used to do at my parents' house. Y'all gonna be like, Donna, this is so disgusting. But yeah, the combination was really good. And that was my munchy meal when I was at my parents' house. I'd have a bag of salt and vinegar chips and shredded cheese. And I would just eat the shredded cheese. And then it's that salty, okay, vinegary taste mixed with Because you know me. You know, I love salt and vinegar chips too. I ain't gonna never deny them. I'm gonna stand beside them. But my thing when I was younger and I was just out of control, I would put flaming hots in it. See, I don't like spicy stuff. I so love it. That whole flaming hot, anything hot, Doritos, any of that stuff, that was not my ministry. You would not see me buying any of that. Cause I don't, Baby, won't you come my way? Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay, let's keep it moving. <laughs> What's your room aesthetic? Pink. Everywhere. Aesthetic. Uh, messy. Cottage core. Glam. Minimalist. Gen Z. Very Pinterest. Tapestry, fairy lights, posters, all that shit. Boho hippie. LED lights. Everywhere. Ikea? Or cozy? Um, my room is a toss-up between Ikea and Boho Hippie. So, and it's also farmhouse. It's weird. So I have a, like a farmhouse iron bed, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have two dressers that are like nightstands from Ikea. And that's literally the only thing that's in my room. And then I have yeah. like, um, what's it called? moon mirrors that I refuse to take the film off of because you know how I feel about mirrors in my room. So I have like, mm, like the little moon phases above my head on the bed. And literally that's it. That's the only thing that's in my room. So <laughs> is it minimalist? Is it Ikea? Is it cottage core? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I would say it's between because I get it because mine is a mix too. I would either pick for you. I would pick Boho Hippie Oh, you might see? be Ikea, sis. Because right, no, I see <laughs> I see the cottage core in your house, cause, but it all is very cozy too. Damn, sis. Um, see? I would pick Ikea. I, um, literally- but no, 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 no. Okay, no, go with Boho Hippie because that can still be, I feel like that's between cottage core and Ikea. That's, I feel like that's supposed to be one <laughs> Anyway, 
my room this one was hard for me because well first of all i couldn't say because it would have been pink everywhere like you know well first of all this wall is red but my room at my parents house was pink yeah (laughs) my room at my parents house is pink barbie's wall to wall like pink but i'm like well nope that's not a thing anymore because now i live with my man and that's not our room is very very tumblr jungle but i would lean towards the glam side because i like to just put little shiny trinkets everywhere (laughs) so i am just going to say glam because they don't have like the jungle in here because my plants one thing about me there's gonna be a plant somewhere in that room wall to wall and see, if I had put plant, because my whole thing too was I wanted to put plants in like the empty spots in the room. And it was really about to be boho cottage decor. When I tell you, I love, I love sitting in my room when the sun is shining right in my windows. Like, I just feel like I'm at a resort because, you know, I got the big plants. So some mm-hmm. of my plants, Bodie, Bodie the Monstera. Oh, baby, Bodie ain't going to play with you. He sits like one of his leaves, like shades me a little bit. And I feel I just that's elite bad bitch plant mom. OK, mm. I grew Bodie from one single cutting and Bodie now has 13 leaves and like six splits on both sides. Oof. OK, I quit. Favorite fast food restaurant. I don't eat fast food. McDonald's, Carl's Jr., Subway, Taco Bell, my local taqueria. I don't eat fast food. I was about to be with you until we got to my local taqueria because I just found a new one and bitch. (laughs) When I, I knew when I walked in there and I saw there was a TV in the corner. There was a little girl sitting there eating her dinner. There were plants. You know how like some of those walk-in restaurants have like the cooler where they have like the extra food and maybe the desserts, the salad, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. On the top of it, there were fake plants and the plants were so old that they were like that aqua blue green color. I knew this place was good. I said, bitch, make my shit right now. I knew. And was I right? Not the aqua green blue. Because you know exactly what I'm talking about. When people let they fake plants sit in the window too long and the sun doesn't hit it all. It looked like this. Because hold on, wait. I got one. That's what happened to this. See? See? And I know you guys at home can't see it. So I'll try to figure out a way. Patrons, you'll probably see it. Jame is dying because it literally looks like this. This was a whole different. You can see what color green is. This was this color. And now you see what (laughs) Jame is dying. (laughs) 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 But yes, boo, we going to my local taqueria. And I was was absolutely right. It was, they didn't. I don't know who made my stuff, but whoever did it, they need to make it every single mother in time. All right. Favorite social media app? Twitch, Pinterest, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, or LinkedIn? Ew. This one's hard. Okay, no, this one is hard, but I picked TikTok because, baby, one thing about me, I'm going to be on there for hours. And I, I speak. I damn near speak TikTok. I've been saying stuff all the time. It just, it's a problem. 
But I love Pinterest though. I, I was do just love on there. Pinterest. I be pinning my and life, I, okay? I love Snapchat. Like I'm never gonna leave Snapchat. Never. Even though they did they no, they pissed me off when they did that Chris Brown Rihanna shit and I did take a break. I left them. But then everybody left and then I came back and I was like, oh, this is just like my secret area where I can Right. Wow, loud, because ain't nobody really paying no, attention. Okay, 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 okay. So I be on Snapchat, right? I be telling, you know, Snapchat right. is my real life. I post a real real on Snapchat, and I give Instagram a watered down version of me. But then I don't know what happened in like the past six months, but all of a sudden, my numbers of viewers on Snapchat started going up, and I'm like, because everybody's no, everybody's going back to Snapchat, and it's because of TikTok. I'm serious, like, everybody is, like, coming back to Snapchat, like, slowly. I'm just be like, get, no. So then I had to make, right, then I had to make private stories on Snapchat because y'all started coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I was like, why does this have 60 views on it? Normally, it'd be, like, 20. Why is it 60 people watching this? Y'all nosy as hell. Yep, I'm telling you. You know what? I'm just going to pick Snapchat because Snapchat (laughs) knows all my dirty laundry. I'm for real because okay so you know how every app now gives you your year in review so mm-hmm. snapchat gave me my year in review and it pulled pictures and videos from throughout the year <laughs> and i watched it back and was shook at the pictures and videos that they had pulled and it popped up on the review and i'm like snapchat we come to you for your <laughs> discretion. No, no, no. For not you being surprised, you did it. <laughs> Girl, pick your favorite color. Pick your favorite color. Orange, purple, red, blue, pink for me, or green. Um, my favorite color is pink. Why am I sitting there saying um? Because, I mean, I like... Well, I like two colors. I'm not going to say what they are, but pink was always my first love. So obviously. Ideal pets. Would you like a dog, a hamster, no pets, a frog, a bunny, or a cat? I want a dog. I want a dog. And I put a dog on my vision board for 2022 because I want a damn dog. I'm getting a dog. I told Brandon that by the time he comes home, I might have a dog. Do you? I say go. Cool. I want but one so bad. I hate that they literally spoke it like this. <laughs> Material girl. <laughs> it literally Material says G O R L. This is why I be talking about like y'all just. But it then it goes on to say, "Are you in debt? Maybe. Are you gonna buy those Chanel nine boots? Absolutely. No judgment though. Money isn't real anyway. Winky face. At least you'll die hot." I get daddy. I You're hot, you're funny, you're a motherfucking baddie. Don't let anyone tell you how to live your life, especially you broke bitches. And that's on period. Don't let me get my hair done, bitch. Y'all know. Ooh. Don't, 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 don't do it. Because you know, Johnny, you know when my hair is done and it could be any type of style. It's over. Yeah. Man. I, but I, I kind of identify with the material girl though. Like I'm not a I'm not a. That's a, why I laughed. I tried like, not I, to laugh. <laughs> but it's so funny because I'm really not a name brand person. But mm-hmm. I will spend lots of money mm-hmm. <laughs> on the things that are important to me. I understood like, where they was going. I understood. 
I was like, no, nah, see, one thing about John Nay, she gonna go. <laughs> and I'm gonna spend gonna... whatever it, it mm-hmm. takes. <laughs> okay, survivors, let us know what your results were on our Twitter. You're doing that. We're gonna take a little break and get into 2005, six, whatever, Tamara. From the creator of Final Destination. journey into witchcraft. I think you've already made that journey. I gotta say, it looks like you've had a really rough trip. <laughs> Tamra was the girl that didn't quite fit in. If anyone bothers you, I want you to come to me, okay? I think this magic's gonna make you feel better. <laughs> I'll make you love me. One evil prank. Just a little late night entertainment. Will change everything. I love you. (laughs) I trust in you. (laughs) She's dead, isn't she? I'm not throwing my life away because of this loser. This is really wrong burying her out here like this. If we all keep our mouths shut, everyone will think she ran away. Almost getting here. She's alive. She just walked into class. How? What if she really is a witch? Tamra. Aren't you glad to see me? Now, whatever Tamra wants. It's a love spell. Gives her the power to control people by touch. Tamra gets. And what she desires most is revenge. Smartest should be killer. Cast your spell. Tamara wants you dead. Make your wish. She's here! Fear the touch. Tamara. Say goodbye. I hate the trailer. What is this? It was a chronological Cliff Notes version of the movie. I was, and you know, obviously, because y'all would be like, well, Ashley, you be going up for the Carrie movie. And this was, this was basically that trailer. But see, the thing about Carrie is that I don't know why that one gets a pass for me. Because I guess just at the time, I was just like, damn, y'all still went to go see the movie and they told y'all exactly what the fuck was going to happen. And y'all was still shook. Maybe but this one, John Travolta in the red car. Yeah, I guess so. Something. But this one, I'm like, boo, even though I love this movie, don't get me wrong. I'm like, you ain't got the juice like that to be doing that. Y'all could have kept that secret. Y'all could have just been like, mousy girl gets bullied. It was, I don't know. When I say literally, it was literally a chronological cliff notes of the movie. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Jenna looked great, though. I meant to say this earlier. This movie when I watched it for this uh episode and I was looking at Jenna Dewan I'm like I never realized how much she looks like Jenna Ortega and now because Jenna Ortega is like it girl right now I'm like I don't know if I want a remake with Jenna Ortega as Tamara and like Jenna Dewan as like the mom and you rewrite this story and put the mom back or can you just give me a horror movie with them two in it? Like, I don't know. 
That might just be me. I don't really think that they look alike. It's like Tamra. I mean, not Tamra. Jesus. Because Jenna, she got like a small. She got her her features are very small. Yeah, yeah, they are. But no, I'm saying like, look at look at their both of their eyes are similar, and not just because they're green. But when Jenna Dewan plays the mousy version of Tamra, she makes a face similar to Jenna Ortega's. Jenna Ortega's eyes are not green. Whatever color that girl's eye, hazel, whatever. They they have the same eyes. They eyes look alike. Like when, like I said, when she's playing like the mousy version of Tamra, and it's even, it's like, I guess because like I've been staring at Jenna's face jenna ortega's face because i know both of their names are jenna so this combo is very confusing i've been staring at jenna ortega's face because of scream and then she's in the new x movie that's about to come out so like i already have her face like in my head so now i'm watching the Tamara movie and i'm looking at Tamara, and i'm like they kind of favor i'm not saying they dead ass look alike but they favor and i'm just like i, I kind of want to see y'all together like now I wouldn't be opposed to another, like, to her playing Tamara in a remake. But I just don't think that they look alike. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think. And obviously, Jenna Ortega has more round features. Jenna Dewan has more, like, chiseled features. And that's not, yeah, and no. And I mean, I literally just mean, like, they, if, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's something in their eyes that just, yeah, just like. look at somebody's face and like, oh, your face is so tiny. That's how I feel about Jenna Dawn. <laughs> but she's a tiny girl. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, obviously they're not together anymore, but her standing next to Channing Tatum, like, you can see how tiny she fucking is. Like. Yeah. She's super tiny. But yeah. We didn't like the trailer. Y'all knew that. Boom. Let's get into this movie because I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> So our movie opens up with Tamara sitting up in her room. She on her brandy, y'all. She casting spells, <laughs> practicing and shit. <laughs> Next, we're following her as she struts through the halls in a pink cardigan, blue mini skirt to boot. She, oh, she real cute. So she meets her teacher, Mr. Natoli, who almost instantly throws her on the desk and just starts making out with her like, oh, oh. Oh my God, it's just so hot. But it isn't until Tamara hears laughing that everything just changes. Everyone, even Mr. Natoli, is laughing at her. And this is revealed to be a dream as Tamara has fallen asleep in class. So time out real quick. First of all, let's go to this opening scene because I don't know if you peeped. But did you see what this bitch was doing in this opening scene? No. Girl. Like, I knew she was, like, you know, casting spells or whatever. But the second time around, I didn't really pay attention to the opening scene. Who really pays attention to the opening scene when it's just credits? She the reason Allison be having all the miscarriages. She got a pregnant doll. She was stabbing it in the stomach. You didn't see that? Girl, I was watching. I was like, I rewinded it. I said, I know I didn't just. My mouth was on the floor. Girl. But how she even know? Well, obviously, from what we know in the movie, Allison and Billy have tried a few times. Yeah, but so it's I like, think, how does like, she, she know? just keeps doing like, it. I think um, she's just doing it. Like, just, just like, like every now and then. <laughs> this, okay, I ain't did it in like two weeks. Let me just do it again. Shit. Pope. Like, that's fucked oh up. God. I'm laughing. I did. Up. But see, the thing that's about it was, up. I really did see that because I today I looked up 
and I was like okay little pregnant dolls whatever but I didn't put the two together yeah listen and then and this is the other thing there's more than one doll like so no I'm like she been doing this like this mm. but anyway I did like the little carry homage that they give in the beginning you kind of don't think twice about it but when everyone in the classroom is laughing at her it was definitely giving they're all gonna laugh at you it was definitely giving that let's talk about this ugly girl trope but before we talk about that, I just thought that this movie was starting off spicy and I was kind of disappointed when it was just a drink. He <laughs> was like, oh, damn, she getting it like that? Wait a right. minute. I'm like, the movie just opened. This what the like, geeks look like? like? <laughs> Where do we well, go? See, do we go to Euphoria? <laughs> like, what is this? But mind you, I never saw the trailer. So I was just like. Right. No, I never. I think this was my first time actually seeing the trailer. Actually, I don't know. I might have seen it before. Don't really remember, but. So I just thought that the, she was just, you know, okay. I remember yeah. that it was like a Jennifer's body type situation. So I was just like, mm-hmm. whatever. So the fact that she went from being hot to geeky and I was just confused. I was like, I thought this movie was starting off spicy. I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's the thing. And I don't know how I feel about this movie. The whole ugly girl trope, like getting like a pretty bitch just like giving her a unibrow dirtying up her hair making it oily or whatever I'm just like I'm not being funny but like it's kind of real life I know a lot of people be like that's so like unreal have you met a girl because I could be on chill mode right bitch when I get dressed right it's raps because obviously Tamara wasn't like mousy Tamara wasn't even ugly she, like she, she she was, was just, just like she just didn't dress. you know just, she didn't you know, look like she ain't wash her hair you seen that meme it'd be like you're not ugly you just broke yeah that's all she just ain't had the tools to doll it up that's it but whenever it came back we'll get there when we get there now if they had gave back. her the excision treatment then that would have been interesting and that's what i was about to bring up because that movie does a really good job because annalyn is far from uh, and like I said I don't think people are necessarily ugly I just think you just haven't figured out what to do with yourself yet bruh they gave her a unibrow and they made her look repulsive no like like (laughs) Pauline like that when you put Pauline and guys we're talking about excision that episode is like from way back when like in March yeah so you put a picture of Pauline which is the main character of the movie and Anna Lynn McCord I think I said her name right night and day mm. it literally looked like that meme of selena gomez it'd be like me during the week and then it'd be like me on the weekend and selena is like a bad bitch like but that's why i'm like that's not unrealistic to me that term was hot and y'all just didn't realize she was cute because she just like a bum never really like a bum maybe like an amish person or someone who grew up with extreme christian values and because you got the little long jean skirt dress type that was a jumper that jumper took me out girl that girl that jumper went down to her calves (laughs) i know she got it from walmart i know she did it's okay it's okay but anyway used to sell them things at old navy i know my mommy tried to get me one of them listen i had a (laughs) jumper for my uniform but it wasn't shaped like that like it was it was the skirt part, but around the waist, it had like the V. And obviously you were supposed to wear like a blouse under it. I got in trouble for taking pictures like that. 
<gasps> in middle school. <laughs> and I had posted it on Bebo. Girl, my tell my <laughs> not Bebo. <laughs> because Girl. my ass done sat up there and set the digital camera up on one banister, and I'm sitting there straddling the other banister trying to be all cute. Girl, I got I got my ass whooped. Who took these pictures? I took them. I just set it a soft timer. (laughs) No, when I say (laughs) the life of a 90s baby, 2000s kid is a wild one and you had to be there. Jagged mask snatched up. During Mr. Natoli's lecture about duality and choices, Tamara drops her book and gets teased by Patrick, one of the asshole bullies, but is quickly stopped by Mr. Natoli. After class, he tells Tamara her article on steroids in small town USA was picked to be on the front page of the Hafton High Gazette. Time out real quick, in case you guys were wondering. Yes, they go to Hafton High. Yes, the director's last name is Haft. Hafton. No, it's just Haft. But yeah, that was, yeah, there you go. Boom, very random. Anyway. This news is bittersweet for Tamara because almost everyone in the school is upset about the article exposing one of the top players. Keisha even tries to get at Tamara in the locker room before Chloe intervenes defending her. But Chloe isn't there to stop Sean and Patrick, who spot her in the hallway and literally chases girl through the stairs, through the halls, until she runs to Mr. Natoli's room. And, you know, there he explains, like, the article is not the reason that the players got drug tested. They was already about to get drug tested. You just call it good timing. Like, timing. it ain't that deep. It, like, very bad. I'm like, I don't think you understand because you <laughs> teachers, I get it. Because, like, you trying to come for your student. But I'm like, nigga, you not with me 24-7. Soon as I walk out this hall, it's on site. Yeah, okay? the optics aren't looking too great. And you don't see that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Offering the help if anybody gives her trouble in other comforting words, Tamara mistakes his kindness for, you know, something else and tries to kiss him, but he stops her abruptly. Keisha is literally right outside the door watching the whole thing. And as Tamara goes to her locker again, she's cornered by Sean and Patrick who threaten her. And oh my God, I was so mad. When they broke that little necklace that her mom gave her, the little tiger's eye. Like, we need the tiger's eye. Like, don't be breaking my fucking protection. Like, are you stupid? Or are you dumb? I also don't like that um, when Patrick leaves and he, like, trailer trash whore. I was like, oh. But then I found out that he improv that line. Jeffrey, so once again, Jeffrey Reddick. He was like, when I seen that that made it, I was like. I was offended because I grew up in a trailer park. I would never write that. I was like, <laughs> like no, Jeffrey, like, you touched Je- First, girl, I'm going to just say this now. Why the fuck is he in the movie? And I did not know he was in this damn movie till I watched it for the podcast today. Well, not today, but some days ago. Girl, you know the doctor that just pops up, like, towards the end of the movie? The one that's like, oh, she's sedated. She'll be out all night. And then at the very end, like she, he's stitching up Chloe's hand. He's like, you're going to need stitches. That's him. Hmm. Right. I was like, okay. All right, Jeffrey. I do like the fact that um, someone actually stood up for her when she was getting bullied in the locker room. I do but too. I don't like how they made the darker complexion girl. 
I don't even want to say that she's black because I really don't know that she's black because I just looked at pictures of her now and she's very racially ambiguous. Yeah. So I think, you know how, okay, I'm not being funny, but you know, like our era that we were born in is weird because all of us look like babies. Like we literally still look the same way we did like in high school, but the kids that came for it, they grown as hell. The people that came before us always looked grown as hell like right I would look at seniors in high school when I was in middle school I'm like y'all look like adults you know so seeing them in this movie and I'm looking at her she's giving Halle Berry but when you look at her like now it's almost like okay you know how a lot of us like used to straighten our hair Mm -hmm. and get perms and stuff but a lot of us have transitioned to natural. So we mm-hmm. literally have a whole different look. That's what it looks like. It looks like she's getting more into whatever ethnicity she actually is. I versus- think she might be like Indian. Because if you look at this, because I saw a picture of um, mm-hmm. her grandmother, like a tribute picture to like her grandmother who passed. And if you look at her like childhood picture, it's very Indian. Yeah. So I think she might be. Yeah. but I don't mind her I don't mind Keisha being the bully I just wish they would have did more like they intended to because they do they do try to give her um, a little bit more we'll talk about it a little later but it's still like more that, that could have been done yeah okay yeah but you know um the dude that played Patrick first of all you can tell these are grown-ass people again playing teenagers grown as hell why they didn't wax that patch of hair that was right here? You ain't see that big. And I understand like he got all the hair going on very like, I don't even know who to like compare him to, but that patch of hair on the chest, we in high school, my guy, like, why are you that hairy? It's not the eighties. I wasn't really paying attention to anybody's taco meat. Yeah, girl, mm -mm. we don't need to. (laughs) Outside at the quad, Sean refused to take the drug test earlier. So, you know, he's benched for this season. Keisha tells Sean and Patrick about what she saw earlier between Mr. Natoli and Tamara. And instantly, Sean starts plotting. And almost on cue, Sean invites Roger, who works at the AV Center, to this motel party. And random, literally randomly, and I never even realized this happened, randomly, just because he heard the word fun, Jesse just pops up and pretty much invites himself and mm-hmm. Chloe. If I was Sean, I would have looked at him like, D- who are you? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He really, he was like, did you say, I could use some fun right now. We just moved from California. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a little quick rundown of who you are. Thanks. It's appreciated. <laughs> Inside the school, Mr. Natoli meets his wife, Allison. And, you know, he fills her in on Tamara having a little crush on him. She laughs it off and hints to him that, you know, she might be pregnant. I don't know, girl. I got that little, that conscious face, that mean that. I don't know about that one, sis, because, damn, you know, you and Mr. Tully, you and Mr. Natalie might be working hard, but Tamara is working harder. Meanwhile, speaking of, Tamara heads home, which is above her dad's repair shop, and it's very clear the two don't have a good relationship he can't even console his daughter after having a hard day at school. I'm just like, mm. when I seen him and I seen them glasses with that bald head, I was like, I don't like you. I just knew. 
I just knew I wasn't gonna like him. It was just oh something about the way he was coming. I was just like, no, you give me like creep. You give me creep. And he was a goddamn creep. We're gonna talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> knowing because like I said, her daddy can't her daddy start talking about her mom and they issues and just all that shit. And blah. he was like, love wasn't even enough to keep her here. Tamara was like, nigga, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said. She pulls out a picture of Mr. Natoli and begins casting a love binding spell, but she stops literally right before she can spill her blood and like just seal the deal. She's just like, you know what? Let me just chill because I'm doing a lot. Am I being dramatic? I am. Let me just chill. The fuck you know, out. I just thought that she was scared to cut herself and I could relate because I tried to give myself one of those at home blood tests where you got like a little prick your finger and I couldn't even do it. No, I wouldn't be able to do it either. I don't see how people in all of these movies be like they just be like zoo. like like this that's not realistic that is not it's realistic. not because bitch let me get a paper cut I'm going to it burns I'm going to fall out I could and I've a few times I've have gotten deep cuts on my hands and bitch I freaked out no there is no way there's no way I'm about to take a blade. Like in Deep Blue Sea, spoiler alert for Deep Blue Sea, so I'll give you a few seconds to fast forward. But I think there's a scene in Deep Blue Sea, or, I'm, or I might be mixing my shark movies, that they cut their hand open and jumped in the water. And I was just like, no, why do you, why you want to go and do that? <laughs> just no. <laughs> that makes no sense. At all. The next morning, Tamara gets a call from who she thinks is Mr. Natoli, telling her to meet him at the Capri Motel. Girl, what the fuck? At first, she was like, this is not Mr. Natoli. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Get off the phone. But why did you? First of all, she's talking about something to spell words. Girl, you didn't, you didn't spill even your blood. So what made you think you worked? Spill. Exactly. You ain't follow all the instructions. Girl. I was just like, ma'am, like, girl. Okay, Tamara, like, goddamn, I was rooting. We were all rooting for you, Tamara, like, damn. But anyway, that night, Sean, Keisha, and Roger wait outside as Patrick gets the rooms. Jesse and Chloe arrive, learning that this is more like a kickback situation and there's going to be another party later on. The group starts taking shots, chatting, get to know each other. You know all that shit, it's a kickback. Sean and Patrick are starting to get ready for phase two, though. We don't know what that is yet. Sean goes into the next room and starts setting it up for Tamara to walk into, thinking Bill is in the shower this whole time. Oh, my God. My heart is really that carry moment where you just like, no, girl, go home. Like, damn, like, no, don't do it, Tamara. Don't do it. But anyway, she walks in the hotel room. The shower's running. So she thinks Mr. Natoli is up in there. He done left her flowers on the bed. It's a note talking about get ready for me and shit. I'm like, no, first of all, now, wait a minute. (laughs) girl you thought it was just gonna be on site like that like you ain't want to you ain't want to get a drink like nothing like that like you just ready but anyway she get up in the bed she getting ready for it bitch 180 total flip sean comes out the bathroom with that old ass cam corner i swear to god bitch i feel so bad for Tamara. she pulling the covers up on herself he's taunting her he's just doing the most Patrick then came out the woodwork screaming and shit. It's just so much going on. Like, then, oh my God, we didn't even say this. Pat, okay, so Sean has the camera right. 
this thing is being live streamed into the next room. Mm-hmm. So they use Roger to set it up. That's why. Yes. Because he's in the AV club. And so Roger, Jesse, Chloe, Keisha, and I feel like there was somebody else randomly there. They all up in there watching this. Just they think it's an exotic dancer. I'm like, did that? Did that look like an exotic dancer to you? Okay, so I, I can give them the benefit of the doubt because it was dark before uh Sean flipped that light on. And yeah. that's when they figured out and the quality was, was PP. Of course, it's early yeah. 2000s. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that light cut on, everybody changed the tune. Well, yeah. not everybody, just Chloe and Roger. But while we're talking, let's just rewind. Patrick is a fucking creep. Because when they're waiting outside, he's like, what's taking him so long? And then Sean goes, I don't know. You would think he would just have like a line the way he gets freshmen up in here. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ew, no. Anyway, Tam- my poor baby Tamara is mortified to see Sean doing just, she's seeing, it's literally like deer in head. Like she don't know what to do. She trying to get dressed. She on camera. She done ran out the hotel room. She done failed. I gotta get my shoe. He was really, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. But he was really taunting her. Gotta get my shoe. Oh, oh, my clothes. Oh, oh. It was terrible. Like it was, she, this poor girl. So she out in the parking lot on the ground. She looks up. She sees Chloe. So obviously, like I said, it's so much shit going on. She don't know what's going on. She think Chloe in on it. She like, bitch, this why you was being nice to me. Tamara had enough. Tamara had enough. She charged towards Chloe, got her in that room. She started wailing on her ass. She did. She was beating she her beating, ass. Tamara said, I'm tired of you bitches. I actually felt bad for Chloe, though, because it was like she really was on Tamara's side mm-hmm. and the whole entire time she was trying to help her. She was in her fit of hysteria. Yeah. She saw red and what it OK, like. like it was over, bitch. Like, Chloe, you had to take them hits. Chloe, what I would have did, I would have like rolled over and like hurled Tamara into Keisha. Like that, that ass whipping was meant for Keisha. You just ended up getting it. But, you know. So Jesse and Patrick, they trying to like pull Tamara off of her. It's not working. Like Tamara manhandled Jesse. I don't know how that happened, but Patrick gets a hold of Tamara and Tamara bites him. So Patrick tosses her little ass across the room and poor baby Tamara hits her head on the corner of a table and everything just stops. And hit hit the wall. Uh, Sorry. okay when that's when that started going viral it tripped me out because i was like how are you gonna turn helen's story into like that play on sunday morning april 96.3 every sunday you you seen what they did with the act like you know act like you know that too (laughs) y'all are terrible when i say like we are very like it's (sighs) hell is hot it's okay but anyway oh my, my poor girl Tamara she is gone she on the floor her head is leaking and everybody is just like damn she did like that that's just it like mm. I still feel like y'all could have did a little bit more to calm Tamara down I don't know yeah she was he, she was hysterical she was but I'm just like I feel like something could have been done to calm her down a little bit y'all was just everybody was on one but Sean directs everyone to stage Tamara's disappearance, but Chloe, she ain't going for that shit. She, no. Mm-mm. 
So because of this, Sean is like, I bet I'm afraid you and your boyfriend, but she still don't budge. She's like, okay, Roger, come on. And Roger's like, this is fucked up, but I got a scholarship. So uh, I, I can't do it. And then she's just like, um, Jesse, and Jesse's like, her skin is under both of our fingernails. She got your hair in her hand. Like it, it just don't look good. Like, yeah, no, this ain't it. So outnumbered, Chloe reluctantly joins them in burying Tamara. I, I'm like, yeah, this, okay, you know what? This kind of reminds me, and this is very different, but this almost reminds me of the Kanika Jenkins case. All them kids was in that hotel room and not nobody knows what happened. And I mean, in this case, everybody knows what happens and they're covering up, but I'm almost like, I kind of feel like that her best friend knew. Case. Yeah. Because the story like, came out and the best friend was on camera. Something just came out not too long ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I got the updates, lied. but I'm saying in general, like, it's just crazy how, like, all of y'all was at this party. And I've been to hotel kickbacks. Like, ah, okay, I know how that go. All them people at that party, none of y'all know nothing. But like you said, obviously, if you're up to date with the case, the story did come out. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like what we're dealing with right now. All y'all seen this shit. Y'all could have said something. None of y'all said shit. As the teens bury Tamara, Chloe tries one last time to get them to change their mind. But when they don't, Tamara disappears from the grave and begins attacking them. But this turns out to be a dream. Or was it? Now, this part, Tamara looked fucking scary in this part when she stumps out Patrick and she's like looking over her shoulder, but you can just like see the bottom of her green eyes. I was just like, bitch, now wait a minute, hold it. (laughs) This looks really good. Like the way they shot this, like they needed to make her look like this more. Like, mm. Also, yeah, I'm just like, so did this happen or did this not happen? Because I feel like this was a dream. But when she wakes up and we see the scar, I'm like, no, I think the scar is from the hotel room. Yeah, I think it's from the hotel room. So, yeah, so this didn't happen. So you just had a bad dream, baby. But that's fucked up. But she coming for you. Yeah. I mean, premonitions, foreshadowing. Yeah. Because if that really happened, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have been as shocked as they were. Oh, you know what? (laughs) She walked in the classroom. The only way I put this together, I mean, well, I just put this together because we're talking about it. So I guess, is this supposed to be like the end of Carrie when Sue goes to put the flowers on the grave and Carrie pops up out the grave? Is this supposed to be like a twist on that? Mm. Anyway, the next day, the teens try to go on per usual, but Chloe, of course, she's struggling. She down bad. Leaving to go to the bathroom, Tamara appears, but this time, bitch, like I said, total 180 from that nerdy, mousy look. The bitch is hot. She a hot girl. The teens are shook. Like, they just, oh, who was this? Who is she? Having a new confidence about her, Tamara begins intimidating everyone. Over. She lining them up and taking fucking names, okay? The teens end up meeting with Keisha, telling her that Tamara actually is alive. Suggesting they apologize, Sean prefer they just force her to stay quiet. And Patrick points out what we all see. He's like, wait a minute. She could be a witch because there's absolutely no way she could be alive. But of course, nobody believes that. I don't know why no one ever believes the person who believes in the supernatural. And nine times out of ten, they always be right. It'd be so annoying. 
Yeah, I'm just like for once. And of course, because it's Patrick. That's really what it is. It's just because it's Patrick. Because <laughs> I feel like if it was somebody else, they would have like entertained it a little bit, especially if it was Sean. First of all, I, Sean and Patrick, I know that y'all like, y'all sat, y'all was probably at the Capitol. Y'all was definitely at the Capitol. I know y'all was. Um, That's all I got to say. I'm going to leave it alone. They wasn't. You know why? Because they did oh yeah this is true but if y'all wasn't i know y'all asses would have been <laughs> at the capitol so i just that's all i want to say i just want to throw that out there i also <laughs> want to point out that i love the way this movie uses the color red so um with an exception of a few background things you really don't see Tamara in red like her very first outfit they're slight little like red hearts but it's like very small you really don't notice it but then when she comes back from the dead and she has like that schoolgirl outfit, it's very early 2000s. Like I wore an outfit, but I think I wore an outfit like this because I've seen Tamara wear it. But the schoolgirl plaid skirt with like the top and then you have like another cami under it and then you match your accessories with the cami. Yeah, it was a time. But this is our first time of us seeing her in red. And as you notice throughout the movie, as she gets more evil, she starts wearing more red. I thought it was cute, but also, Jesus, she is hot. <laughs> this is my favorite scene in the movie. No, I don't know how many times I've said this. Like, DJ's heard me say this 20 times. Every time she walks back in the classroom and Chloe is down on the ground picking up, like, the stuff from her purse, and she looks back at Chloe, bitch, that's how the fuck <laughs> you do it. <laughs> that's when I knew I liked girls romantically. It was that moment that I was just like, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Roger sits in the AV room as the tape of Tamara's final hours begins to play on all the screens. Roger, panicking to cut them off, ends up meeting one-on-one with Tamara. Mind you, he wasn't there when everyone else was informed that she's alive. So this is literally like, what the fuck for him? Tamara begins playing with Roger's head, replaying the reason he didn't help her and making him experience what it was like to be buried. Ultimately, she hypnotizes him to commit suicide in front of everyone. Because at this point, you know how some of the high schools had enough money to have like the morning broadcast and all that shit. We didn't do that. We just had morning announcements on the intercom. Anyway, so this is playing all throughout the high school and Roger is giving, basically it's Tamara like puppeteering Roger. And I love this scene too. Like she's walking through the hall saying what the fuck she got to say, but it's coming out through Roger and he ends up like just killing himself. Time out real quick. The line is hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, but they changed it for the movie. So they had to change it to hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. Because, like, had he did see no evil in the middle, then that would have, like, ended the whole scene. But I do like when he lifts the razor before he stabs himself in the eye that you can, like, see it coming down in his eye reflection. I'm sorry. I made a stank face. because, (laughs) But I just want to point out that Sean is a psychopath because he did not flinch not one time during that whole entire thing. He did it. He He did it. Yeah. It was giving Harry Bowers. No, everybody else was having a visceral reaction. He was just like chilling, just staring. Mr. Natoli tried so hard to stop him. I'm like, they don't have no emergency keys. Like, no, like 
you know that that glass is shatterproof, right? Like, you should know this. Like, mm, okay, whatever. The remaining kids talk about Roger's death, obviously unaware of what truly happened. Tamara shows up to intimidate the girls a little more, not even giving them the time of day to apologize to her. Still puzzled over Tamara's angle, like, what's, what, what is, what's happening here? The teens go back to where they buried her. Seeing visions of Tamara's decaying body, Chloe knows that the body is still there, but something is off. She also finds a page ripped from Tamara's book, but it's so bloody she can't make it out. I like that this is actually Jenna the one in the ground. Ooh, a lot of the effects in this movie are god-awful, but... Yeah, like the, the worms in Roger's arm. Like, they... It was one part of that that looked fine, but the part when it's, like, moving under his skin, I wasn't with that too much. We gonna- Because there was a part when it was underneath her skin where it went on the other side of... Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm holding up my arm, right? The worm was over here. Yeah. <laughs> they missed the mark. Like it like it mark. looked like they was trying to make it like wrap around his arm, but it just didn't do what they wanted it to do. And it just yeah, <laughs> it looks weird. The green screen, the effects were off. <laughs> I do like as far as like Tamara when they put her in the decaying body, that looks good. But when they started putting like, oh my God, the scene at the end pisses me off so bad. Every even the first time I seen it as a child, as a 13-year-old, when I seen it, I was very like, bad. ooh, this is very mm, bad. Mm. Later that night, Tamara pops up unannounced, assuming that she's well, she, she pops up at Mr. Natoli's house, like just right. You know. Assuming that she's there to talk to Allison, who was the guidance counselor, she's actually there to start some shit. And I'm with it, honey. Let me, first of all, (laughs) Tamara is really on one. This girl, she Mm -hmm. started teasing and kissing up on Mr. Natoli. And he is stressed. He's stressed. He is stressed. She had him on rock, okay? The part when she's like, it's getting wet. The table. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) And it's funny because in this part, they wanted to um, digitally enhance a bulge, but they didn't have a budget for it. But I'm like, why would you enhance it? Like, put a sock in it, something. Like, was that that hard to figure out? Like, mm -mm. obviously now we see she's in more red. She's in a little corset. It's super cute. I'm like, okay, girl. I just want to know whose idea was it to want to surgically, not surgically, but digitally enhance a penis. I want to say Jeffrey said that. It was between Jeffrey or Jeremy, because it was the only two in the commentary, but I really think that was Jeffrey. (laughs) I think it was him. Oh, (laughs) jeez. The next day, Tamara actually does meet with Allison, but baby, the tables flip hella quick. When Tamara starts reading the fuck out of Allison, letting her know that she is aware of all her business, okay? Basically, (laughs) she was like, um, a girl, you not worried that these little young girls around here are going to come after your husband because you can't do all the things you used to do. You ain't got the boom like I do, poo. And you ain't fertile myrtle. You ain't going to ever give him kids, baby. Oh, and Tamara ain't lying, and she ain't let her know how either. That's what I'm talking about. Just leave them worried. Leave them shook. 
and Allison was fucked up. She went to Mr. Natoli and she was like, how she know our business? Somebody been telling her. her. Yeah, you had to. That's what y'all private meetups was about. That's what y'all be doing. So you fucking this bitch. She ain't say all that, but basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Basically, that's mm. she twist. Ooh, it's like Tamara stuck the knife in and just twisted it, which is technically what she did to the voodoo doll. But yeah. Ooh. And Mr. Natoli pulls Tamara aside. First of all, Tamara, she is in the corner flirting with these boys, eating, lick it up. I don't know if you know what movie that's from. We're reco- we're recovering. That's not what we're doing. We're covering it like later, later in the season. But I'll be quoting the fuck out the movie a lot. And when we cover it, I'm going to be OC with it. So I'm just letting you know. It's from Heather's. But yeah, <laughs> lick it up. Honey. That's what whew, Tamara was living in it. Okay. But Mr. Natoli, like, no, get your ass in this room. What the fuck did you say to Allison? And how do you know? what's going on but Tamara's like um she thinks this playtime she's still playing with this nigga head she thinks this, this is a sport and this is I mean playing with niggas is a sport I yeah think. that's why I was like okay like I'm out the game but just know <laughs> I do this <laughs> so Chloe this time ends up seeing Tamara or I think somebody walks out the classroom and Chloe sees it and she's like okay Something's going on between these two. I don't know what it is, but something's happening. And later that night, poor Allison reveals that she is not with child. And I was like, see, I told you Tamara works harder. All right. Ooh, I told you got to make that little face. Mm. Mm. Yikes. I'm making the Chrissy Teigen face. Mm. We also get a little scene of Patrick going around the school passing out flyers for his big party. And this is where we kind of get a little insight to Keisha having an eating disorder. Yeah, he told her he she eat like a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And she's just eating a set. And I hate when people say that. Exactly. Like you eat like a bird. You eat, first of all, you know birds eat twice their weight. And I might be wrong about that, but they eat a fucking lot. So should i had a guinea pig that thing ate like crazy whole head of lettuce be gone right so we started getting a little glimpse into that for keisha and it play obviously it comes back later but at home tamra's dad tries to make a pass at her and see i fucking told you that he was a creep i just knew that bald head them glasses i knew it just no mm-mm. but tamra And I'm so happy for her. She stands up for herself and she places him under a spell resulting in him finishing all of his beer. And when she said finish it, she meant finish every single piece. And this dude starts eating the glass bottle. And I just Mm -hmm. and they don't hold back. They one thing about this movie, this movie is kind of low key, a little bit on the gory side with Mm -hmm. some of the kills. So, you know, it has that going for it because when they find him later, yeah mm-hmm. but i did like finding out that it wasn't nothing but sugar so he was just basically eating candy <laughs> yeah because he was fucking it up so i mean it, i mean it makes i would sense. hope so that it was in real glass i mean yeah I mean, you're right yeah. Not, mm-hmm. but like... <laughs> at patrick's party he's already on oh he is already on that bullshit with these girls drugging their drinks anyway he sees tamara and he tries to put her out, but, you know, she puts him under the spell right then and there, and he lets her in. 
all the other teams, they saw what happened, but they just like, I don't know what happened, but something happened. She touched his face and that's all I saw. But anyway, Chloe, who still has the page with the spell on it, plans to confront Tamara. But of course, she ain't about that. Like, she ain't about to do that. Anyway, soon Tamara put Sean under her spell, making them both, Sean and Patrick, her minions. Time out. The music at this party, I was like, what is this? I was kind of jamming a little bit. It was. (laughs) And then, okay. Don't beat me up. But inside the house, that ice wall, I love an ice wall. I don't know what's wrong with me, (laughs) but I want an ice wall in my house. I don't care how dated it looks, but I just always thought those things were so freaking cool. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that's also, I'm just thinking, that's also kind of scary. It is because it's just like if I see a, a figure on the other side, I'm be like, whoa, whoa. That's what I'm saying. Like, especially if you home alone. It like... is. It is. But I just, uh. and then of course, Tamara is in full bad bitch mode and she's in the red dress with the red lip and she is coming for you bitches. Okay. Let me tell you how Tamara get down. Oh, God. Tamara leads the boys to the bedroom where they start making out, but she flips it. And exposes them for taking advantage of girls, which we already knew they was drugging them girls. We knew. Mm-hmm. And makes them assume the roles of pitcher and catcher. Time out. Time out. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> okay. So when I was, obviously, when I first seen the movie, I that part always just like went over my head as far as the line. I just knew that they started like fucking on each other. And it was one time I watched with my friend Carl and he's alphabet gang. I was still a teenager. This part came on and he was like, ah, pitch and catch. And he looked at me and he looked back at the movie. He was like, no, they not. And me, I don't know what it is. So that's when I learned what that was. You know, it would have really shook some shit up if they had switched it and made Sean the catcher and um, Patrick the pitcher, you know. Listen, listen. because that's what i'm saying because <laughs> here's the because- thing jeffrey reddick had an issue with this scene because he was like i just really don't like how i put this in here and y'all just kind of glossed over it because when we come back to them so real quick jesse tells keisha like yeah Tamara up in there with sean and patrick so do with that what you will keisha goes up in there like she about to bust up the party she see them in the bed pull back the cover they still got clothes on why do they still get their clothes on? Ain't nobody about to be under no covers with no... Mm, it's too hot. They could you at least have their shirts off. At least they could have... But you know they're not going to do that because it's two boys. That's They're not going to do that because later on... because okay, never Keisha, with, you, never, you never had a dude Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> no! <laughs> Actually, okay, like for a quickie... But like they pants is around their ankles, so like, no, okay, so I not like it, I don't not wanna, they pants being completely this. off their ankles though, like they pants still gonna like it ain't no full Winnie the Pooh. I've had a couple of people do full Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> and one I think is because he wasn't very comfortable with his shirt off, mm. so that was one thing. But so like, you ain't comfortable with your shirt, but you let your dick out, okay. All right. <laughs> this episode is definitely going to be an explicit one. 
all of our episodes are because i'll be dropping f-bombs left and right. like left and right like whenever we cover kids movies we'll censor ourselves but we haven't done that yet so you did censor me one movie i forgot what movie that was and i was like dang she well, no, me. i think i think the way you said it was just real i remember that i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about and i was just like damn that was kind of came in hot with that one maybe i should just clean that up a little because because no i do it to myself too like sometimes i'll take a whole line of man i heard the beat i was like oh are we not cursing no more <laughs> no that one was just that one was hard i was like oh usually i let them fly i don't care but Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> so that's why. So to bring it back around, I don't, I, I didn't really see a problem with the two right. having clothes on in the bed I because okay. I, I've experienced the Winnie the Pooh moment multiple times. I understand that. So. I understand that. So what ends up happening, like I said, Keisha, she thinks she bad, pulls up on Tamara. Tamara's like, all right, let me read you real quick. This shit you be doing to stay skinny. This shit you be doing to stay with shine. Oh, okay. Get on your knees right now. She makes the girl purge. Like this girl, that vomit, that it looked like it hurt. It looked like it. It did. It probably. I mean, she started bleeding. She was throwing up eyes. Like it was because. And I was trying to figure out was that inside or was that bio. I didn't. I don't want to know. But I was just like, oh, girl, no, you need to. Well, mm. you know, at first it probably was, but then like you know, you start to can't stop, and now it's like yeah. Because mm-hmm. that started being chunks. It was yeah. chunks of of some type of tissue. But before she makes her get on her knees and purge, they have like a they damn near have like a dry little scene. Like you got Tamron like putting a hand down her shirt, exposing her bra and all of that. And they and don't Keisha go was like she was into it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, this, I guess this was because they didn't get to do Chloe's scene of her. Well, I don't know what they where they were going to take that anyway, so I can't say that. This was probably always in the script, knowing them. So yeah, once Tamara gets done doing all of that, she makes Keisha. She was like, all right, go fill up. I would have been like, bitch, not a problem. I was hungry anyway. So even though the food at that party, it looked, it, it was giving like somebody got their mama's EBT card and they just went to like, the grocery store and get like shit out the deli like the deli platter sandwiches or something them sam's clubs yeah that's what they like (laughs) because that's not a costco platter that was a sam's club platter but she was definitely really hungry because in the car she started eating off her fingers that poor girl her fingers were done like they like i'm like damn and it's like i know like people who i want to say is bulimia when they purge like their fingers start like eroding because of like the acids and stuff so I was wondering was they trying to like kind of press that I don't know I don't know what they was trying to do they was doing something though but that she didn't have no food so she was eating her fucking finger yeah because baby I was like damn that hotel they could have at least like packed her to go bag or something but she did she had food in her hand as they she needed more than that because that was not enough for that baby that baby needed more okay that's why she started eating her shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, having seen all of this, calls Mr. Natoli to meet him outside of to meet them outside of Tamara's house. At this point, Keisha done started tripping and Chloe done popped her in the mouth. And I'm just like, well, damn, we did not have to do this. Because Keisha was a little snitch bitch and she called up uh, <laughs> Tamara and was like, she did. We telling Natoli. We telling Natoli. Bitch, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We didn't check her when we first put her in the car to make sure she ain't like, no, okay. Mm. All right, cool. 
knowing that Tamara is on the way, they try to convince Mr. Natoli to get their ass over here because they got shit to do. So they go inside of her house because he finally does bring his ass over there. They go inside of Tamara's house and they find her father dead after having chewed all that glass. This little jump scare, the first time I seen it, it did get me because I was just like, nigga, why are you still chewing? You have hole in your throat. Like why? Throat. Like stop in your throat. Like there was not. Like I know you under you a spell, <laughs> but nothing in your mind was just saying like this ain't it. Like no, <laughs> it was terrible. They get upstairs to Tamara's room, and Chloe matches the paper that you know that she found in the ground. They're finally able to see what the spell was. Learning what it is and learning that she can control people by touch, they start piecing together that, you know, when they spilled her blood in the motel, that's what completed the spell. Now her soul is bound to Mr. Natoli's, hence is, mm-mm. now her soul is bound to Mr. Natoli's, hence why he found his little handkerchief that he let her use earlier there. I'm like, damn, you just gonna take it? Anyway realizing because i'm just like first of all it's bad enough she on the way she coming through y'all block right it's bad enough y'all doing all this like you can at least let the girl just be in her fantasy world and just leave your fucking handkerchief you can get another one that shit is embroidered so i know you got money you could get another one what if it was a gift i mean you let her use it so it must not have been that important because if somebody gave me a gift i'm not letting you use my gift Unless it's like uh, something I'm supposed to share. You, what are you sharing handkerchiefs for? That's germs. You know, I never understood the whole handkerchief. Me thing. neither. Like, like, if I need to blow my nose, why would I use a handkerchief and then stick the shit back in my yes, pocket? Yes, for the snot to dry. Nasty. That's disgusting. Like, I just, I don't get it. I really don't Same get it. Same thing with the sweat. You pull your handkerchief out and you dab yourself and then you, that's the, like, okay, no, no, a workout towel. Cause I use a gym towel. I can see that because at the end of but my that's gym not, trip, I'm, I'm talking about, it. I'm talking about the handkerchiefs that people had in their suit jackets and stuff like, like that. Like pulling them out, sweating them bald, sweaty heads and putting them back yes yeah but that's what i'm saying like that's what okay, handkerchiefs yeah. are for yeah so it's kind of just like well not really what they're for but right i just never understood the yeah. whole handkerchief no i'm right thing. with you i'm and lost on that too sn- blowing nose into blowing my nose into cloth mm. i do love when <laughs> when tamra gets the accidental call she's like i'm sorry sean can't come to the phone right now he's fucking patrick <laughs> It really should have been Patrick fucking Sean, but whatever. I mean, Jesus. So realizing Allison is in danger, they try to save her. And right on cue, Sean and Patrick roll out. They have to quit their little escapade and do this shit. So they roll out to the Natolis while Allison is alone. And, you know, after a chase scene. And you know what? This movie got some nice little chase scenes in it. I will say that. We got like a good three of them in the movie. But continuing on, after a nice little chase scene, she's able to escape. Allison, you not that much of an interesting character, but I do have to say good on you for grabbing that knife, girl. Yeah, she wasn't very interesting. I wouldn't have been mad if she actually died. I wouldn't have been mad either. Because and I'm going to talk because BJ said something about this, too, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, Like I said, this movie 
has some really good chase scenes in it. And I really do like this one because Sean and Patrick are like, you can tell that as actors, they had a lot of fun doing this part because it just seemed like they like something about them, like coming out the shadows and shit. I don't know. They thought they was on a um, Billy and Stu, I guess. (laughs) But then, yeah, because even this whole this whole scene with the kills, like when she stabs Patrick in the neck and the blood starts gushing out, they did skimp us. It was watery. It was watery. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but. They, they I know you've seen budget. that budget. Yeah, I'm like you've seen that. But budget. it was so. But I'm like I would have personally taken paint colored blood. Besides, instead of that watery shit, I was like, what is that? It's like water. It was watered down. <laughs> they skimped us on Sean's though when he got gutted with the shovel. That should have been way bloodier than it was, and it was really like you didn't see any blood at all. It was just like, oop, that's it. Mm. So at the hospital, Chloe, Jesse, and Mr. Natoli take Keisha inside as well as checking on Allison. Tamara arrives and still having Keisha under her spell is able to break her out of her heavily sedated state. Mr. Natoli is in the room with Allison and then he hears somebody talking down the hallway. He peeps his head out. He sees Tamara. And of course, Tamara is seducing another security guard that is right on her tail now they're on mr natoli and allison's tail as they try to run up the stairs but keisha oh jesus this is where we get another chase scene keisha goes into okay so at this point jesse and chloe they can't go where mr natoli is because they're not family so they like y'all gotta either go in the waiting room or y'all can go in the cafeteria so y'all know how hospitals do it's always got to be one empty area of the hospital i guess the kitchen was it today they up in the kitchen because Chloe is like, no, we about to find Mr. Natoli. We just not about to sit by while this is happening. And that's why we're at, we're at now. But they up in the kitchen. They try to open the elevator. And guess who in the elevator waiting on them? Fucking Keisha. And she popped out. She said, surprise, bitch. It's me. It's me. And now I get Keisha. stabby. The way this whole, I do like the way they was utilizing stuff. But first of all, wait. I can't remember who it was that grabbed that damn frying pan. It was Chloe when she grabbed the frying pan when Keisha was like about to put Jesse's face in the fryer. And they had Mm -hmm. to show you that the grease was hot by like dropping a few French fries in. But when she smacked her with that pan and Keisha went flying like this, (laughs) I fell out. Because why did they have her fall? Like, like she was like, (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out like you not only about to get your head dipped, but now you didn't got stabbed up in your side. So... He was delivering gut shots. Like, I wouldn't have been able to hold myself up. Like, y'all, like, Keisha literally, first of all, Keisha, and I'm not body shaming, Keisha is probably literally 90 pounds. Right, she was all titties. Like, y'all know how the 2000s were. Y'all know the girls were tiny. So Keisha's tiny ass is holding Jesse by the head with her right hand, trying to push his face in the grease. With her left hand, she delivering gut shots, like, like stab stab and twist twisty stab yes okay Okay, so this is when chloe come out with the frying pan the part we was just sniggling and giggling about and baby jesse is in bad condition and when i was watching this obviously i seen this movie first but i had watched jennifer's body a few weeks ago and i was like damn this ain't nothing but that whole end scene kind of sort of yeah yeah like damn jesse dies like he and of course he got to deliver his last message to chloe i love you and you're a good girl and all that shit and i'm just like 
I mean, in the original right. script, she didn't even like you like that, bro. Like, you was just a cover-up. But I guess. This leaves Chloe as our final girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was making a face like, Because, eh. <laughs> girl, I'm, okay. And I'm going to tell y'all. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm not excited about this being our final girl. But you know what? Just like... I'm, I don't want to spoil Cabin in the Woods, but if you haven't seen it, just, you know, move forward a few seconds. Just like in Cabin in the Woods, just like our good sis Ripley said, we work with what we have. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Natoli and Allison, they stuck on the roof. Tamara bring her ass up there with the security guard. It's about to be a showdown. Oh, Jesus. Allison's like, girl, chill out. Tamara's like, bitch. <laughs> Hold on. Tamara's you barren like, bitch. Okay. I said, oh, oh. Shut up, you barren bitch. Like, oh, damn. Allison was like, I love him. Tamara's like, you can never give him what I can. And I'm like, Allison, she, I think you want to, you might want to, because she got a point there. Just saying. But anyway. I mean, can you, you, you kind of did. Can you uh, produce life? Yeah. Like, oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. So Chloe pops up out of nowhere and axes Tamara in the back. Tamara, at this point, girl, that's a lick, okay? She ain't worried about that shit. She eats that up. And Literally. Chloe, it's your turn. So she goes over there, unable to find any faults in Chloe. Chloe is able to weaken Tamara's train of evil. Mr. Natoli and Chloe both try convincing Tamara to, you know, let go of her evil ways and transition. But there's a small part of her that's like, nah, bitch. This is it. Fuck all that. We're not doing this. She affirms the spell, leaving Mr. Natoli with only one choice. Now, remember, love spell, they're binded together. That's just fucking it. It ain't no out with this bitch. So he grabs Tamara, tells Allison that he loves her, and he throws the both of them off of the side of the building. Now, bitch, stop, because what the fuck? Who did this effect? Who is responsible? I Look, I didn't catch this, but apparently when he goes over, at one point, his body gets cut in half. Yeah, and like it. And okay, so you know that. how, okay. You know how when you play with filters and like if you get too close to the edge, like your face like kind of warts out. Or Oh, no, better example, better example. If you play The Sims and you play with CC and sometimes the CC is broken and when you play it in the game, like it's all warped, that's what his body does. So the bottom of his body just like blocks out. Like it looks like a Roblox character. It just looked bad. It looks, even when they hit the ground, even when they're laying on the ground after being tight, it don't, it looks so bad okay let me finish the movie so we can <laughs> so anyway um allison and chloe they're in the hospital and this part pissed me off too but we end up seeing that somebody creeping around this bitch who is it so they walk through the halls of the hospital they walk past mr natoli and tamra's dead body so tamra's not alive it's not them they get in the car and they steal the book of spells and who is it Keisha. We know them fingers, girl. We know them eight up fingers. Them not up, them not up them fingers. Them little nom noms. Maybe we're hinting at a sequel, which obviously didn't happen because obviously, actually, well, there was another movie named Tamara, but it had nothing to do with this one. But yeah. And that was Tamara. Let me. I got a question. Yes. 
I wonder if the cops thought that who found the bodies thought that Bill was a sick purr because Tamara's body was no longer lively and vibrant anymore. You looked at her legs, her legs had decomposed. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't throw yourself off of a roof with a dead body that's been dead for God knows how long at this point. Right. That's a little sus. I wonder if they thought that he was a little. Got some necrophilia going on. If I can't have you, nobody can. I killed her. Yo. And then I killed her and then I it's got like depressed and jumped off the roof it's like of course you get chloe and allison but it's just like how you know ain't nobody about to believe this story that this girl was into this witchcraft brought herself back from the dead i mean you got evidence you got hella evidence but you you have hella people who say that she was alive like they saw her but at the same time it's like the body decomposition yeah, it's like so much conflicting the stories. Forensics is yeah, not it's, it's not gonna add up. None of this is gonna add up. But one part I really don't like, and BJ pointed this out, and it, it literally wasn't until this watch. Allison, your husband just killed himself, and you are exactly. acting like nothing happened. She cried <laughs> when he went over the roof, and that was it. When she that was it. I'm like, this Under just woman. happened. It hasn't even been an hour. And you are Under fine. Woman. Like, and Chloe, girl, that bitch ass cut on her hand. It's gonna need stitches. Girl, go get some gauze and, and wrap that shit up and come on. Playing with you, running my insurance up. Girl. Yeah, she that's that's kind of <laughs> funny though. I definitely was not upset about her husband. No, and I was just like, I need it. That's why I'm like, this movie obviously, um, I, y'all know how I do I love it but I'm a shit on it I'm just like there was some choices that I was just like they needed to be reassessed because bitch uh, god forbid but if some bitch ever bound his if some bitch ever bound her soul to BJ's and this was the only solution bitch I'm going to I'm not going but you gonna get Call some me. emotion out of me I'll handle it oh oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Bruh. And that that would piss me off though. If anybody tried to do that shit for real, for real, like you try to bond yourself to my nigga, you must want to die. You must like, want to. Cause what because <laughs> just what made you think that that was okay? What in your head was just like, let me just because first of all, bitch, what did you take of his? What do you have of exactly. his in your house? Because let me find any little piece of my nigga shit in your house. And I know what type of boyfriend I get. He is sweet and innocent. So. When did you get this? <laughs> oh, child. Let's just. Do you have any more thoughts about this movie for us? You know, I love a movie with a good supernatural element. I don't I do know too. what it is. Like, I don't... It's, it's zombies and, like, witchcraft and possession for me. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the possession. Right. I also wouldn't be mad at a sequel with Keisha. I like, want I a sequel like, so bad. Like, I just want to know, bitch, where'd you go with this book? She still movies and shit. She's more of a producer now, though, but... Yeah. I'm just like, girl, where did you go with this book? <sighs> like, what's happening? Like... I feel like I should write a letter. 
I know I definitely wanted this movie to get a sequel like whatever and it still can happen like you and it I mean it could be literally a remake or a sequel like either or you know how they do these days Mm -hmm. it's gonna be some type of I don't know anyway (laughs) let's go ahead and get into the ratings Tamara has gotten a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 34% on Metacritic. Uh-oh, wait a minute, almost skipped it. And 86% of Google users like this movie. What do you rate, Tamara? Nay. <laughs> I was like, did I lose you? No, um, I give it a 90. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know, I swear I was not expecting... I'm thinking like, I'm like, okay, she probably going to say like between 75 and at the most I will give 85. But oh my God, (laughs) my little heart. That makes me change my score. (sighs) I liked it. I really liked it. No, I love this. I mean, I know you told me that when you seen it, like back in October that you did like it, but I was just like, okay, yeah. I feel like when we review it, it's going to be a different story. I was, oh my God. No, because it's like, on the second watch, normally, like, on a second watch, I it really either cements if I hate a movie or if I like it. And I was like, this is one of those movies that I can actually, like, throw on and be okay with, mm-hmm. you know? So, it was cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, at first, at very, very first, I gave it one score. But I was like, am I hyping this up? And then I was <laughs> like, okay, I think I'm hyping this up. So, I knocked my score down. But hearing you say 90 makes me feel better. So I'm taking back my score and going back to my original score. And I'm giving this one a 92 because Tamara deserves it. Like, obviously, she wasn't about to get on 95 or 100. The lowest I was going to give this movie was an 80. But it's a 90, twinsies. (laughs) No, I absolutely adore this movie. With that being said, let's get right into the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, so I had no idea that I want to say in 2014, this, like, there's a book. I had no idea. Just found it. The link's down below if you guys want to check it out. It's written by um, Jeffrey Reddick, who wrote the script. There's another author, too, but I can't think of his name right now. It's not, like, right in front of me. But, yeah, I was just like, oh. I'm pretty sure since it's a book, it's probably a lot more fleshed out. We probably get a lot more than we did in the movie, I would assume. So, yeah, check that out. I'm a visual person sometimes. Girl, I feel that. I feel that. I am 100% with you. Or I could do audio. That too. Mm -hmm. There's a really good podcast that I like where it's more like an audio show. It's like audio theater. It's so great. As always, you guys know that you can see the poster art, all of that on our IG at D180Podcast. And with that being said, I know the souvenir shop was pretty short, but it's cool because we can run these park announcements like one, two. You know, I got a good souvenir, not for this movie, but whenever someone starts snatching somebody up with a hammer, Got a good souvenir. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I love that SpongeBob meme. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> oh, 
So we have knocked out the first movie in our February theme, Return of the Sect. Next week, we're going to be covering Death Becomes Her. Now, y'all, I think I told y'all last week, this is my first watch. So we're going to see how this one turns out. But yeah, make sure, make sure <laughs> you stay It's a comedy. Oh, it is? Yeah. I mean, I think it was Meryl Streep, so I'm just like, it can't be too And isn't it crazy. Goldie? Yeah, that is Goldie. Yeah. Goldie Hunt. I love Goldie Hunt and Meryl Streep. So I mean, yeah. you know me. I'd be open to stuff. So we you know It's a it's a comedy. So I'm excited to see I'm excited. But yeah, so we're gonna have them come through the park next week. Remember you can stay up with us on all of our social media. It's all the same. D one eighty podcast, that's on IG, Twitter, TikTok. You can join us on our Patreon to get some exclusive shit. They begin the episodes early. If I got the DVDs and they got deleted scenes, they be getting stuff that got stuff to do with that and other exclusive stuff. I'm rambling at this point. Just know it's exclusive stuff that you ain't getting on this regular podcast. And if you want to be down, exactly. be down then. The survivors that get it, get it. And the survivors that don't, don't, I guess. And when they walking around with exclusive shit that y'all don't have, because that's, ooh. <laughs> Uh, anyway we'll see y'all next week when we get into death becomes her remember if you want to see that full part guy you just got to hit us up on ig or somewhere because it's somewhere out there in the ether anyway that's it y'all we'll see you soon